Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We hope that you'll be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Today, I want to talk to you about a certain kind of people or a certain breed of people that are unshakable during times of shaking. So the title of my message, you may want to get your Bibles and your notebooks out, is called People of an Unshakable Kingdom. People of an Unshakable Kingdom. And I'm going to read a verse of scripture as the foundational scripture of what we're going to be uh, hearing today. Hebrews chapter 12, and we're only going to read verse 28. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Let's read that together once more, please. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, speaking of the kingdom of God, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. I believe that Christians ought to be the most stable, unshakable, unafraid, and joyous people on the face of the earth. I say that we ought to be this kind of people because we are, according to the word of God, citizens of the kingdom of God, which has never been shaken, Never will it be shaken. People who are born again, scripture tells us, by the Spirit of God, they have and enjoy a dual citizenship. They have a natural citizenship as well as a spiritual citizenship. Those of you who are South African citizens, you have a dual citizenship. One, your natural birth. South Africa, and the other, the kingdom of God, your spiritual birth. Paul, speaking to the believers in Philippi, says to them, and I'll prove that to you from the scriptures, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. Paul says to the believers, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's speaking of a citizenship that is from heaven, and therefore, as citizens of the kingdom of God, we have been given by the Lord himself certain rights, certain privileges, which are protected by the constitution of our covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's important for us that we understand that, that as citizens of the kingdom of God, you have certain rights, you have certain privileges, and these rights and privileges are protected 
by the constitution of our blood covenant that we have with our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, knowledge of our citizenship rights and privileges empower us to live differently from the rest of the world, from those who do not believe. Unfortunately, not many believers possess or have this kind of knowledge, knowledge of our rights, knowledge of our privileges. And because they have ignorance in that area, they continue to live in a cycle of fear and uncertainty, just like the world does. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, you may want to write that down and look at it in your own time, says, my people, God is speaking through the prophet, and he says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Isaiah, again, the Lord speaks through the prophet Isaiah in chapter 5 and verse 13, and he says the following. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, has never known defeat, has never retreated from any battle, but only advanced. His kingdom, God's kingdom, has never experienced lack, poverty, or recession. But it takes a revelation of the kingdom of God in all of its aspects before one becomes immovable in his faith. How I pray that this kind of knowledge, revelation knowledge of our rights, of our privileges, becomes part of every believer in Christ, permeating every aspect of our lives. Paul prays, and the prayer that he prays for the church in Ephesus, which is a spirit-filled prayer, is the kind of prayer that we should be praying every day for ourselves as well as our loved ones. He asks the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that he may give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge. And I'm going to read that prayer. It is recorded in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through to 23. It's a powerful prayer. It's a spirit-led prayer. And it's the kind of prayer that we should be praying as often as we can. This is what Paul prays. Therefore, he says, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and might and power and dominion, 
and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. He prays for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. So that the eyes of our understanding, he says, may be enlightened so that we may have full knowledge of who he is, who we are in him, what are our rights, our privileges. So we conclude, therefore, that the knowledge of God and how his kingdom operates enables the believer to live above the fear in which the world operates in. I went briefly yesterday to do some shopping at the spa down the road. And honestly, the atmosphere out there is frightening. You can almost cut the fear with a knife. It's so thick. People are so afraid of this invisible virus. But as believers, we should not live in fear. We should live in confidence and in trust, relying on the promises of God that he is faithful enough to keep his word and protect us during this time. I personally believe that the most prized possession in our day and age is knowledge. Not intellectual or natural knowledge, but spiritual knowledge. This is the knowledge that comes directly from the word of God as interpreted to us by the spirit of God. Amen. Blessed are all those who possess such knowledge and not only possess it, but they live by it. Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32 say something wonderful. He says, the people who know their God shall be strong. Underline that word. Knowledge gives us strength, not physical but spiritual and mental fortitude. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Knowledge, therefore, strengthens us in our inner man and empowers us to withstand and to overcome all kinds of adversity. Proverbs 24 verse 5 says, A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. He's talking about spiritual strength, not financial strength, not physical strength, but spiritual strength. And in times such as these, it doesn't matter how wealthy you are, how poor you are. This virus is no respecter of persons, but he is or this virus is a respecter of strong people people who walk by faith. These are the ones, of course, who know God in a personal and intimate way. And the word says they serve him in an acceptable manner with reverence and godly fear. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, these type of people know things that others don't know. They see and hear things that others don't see and they don't hear because their source of information is from another realm, not just from this natural physical realm. 
they are more conscious of the unseen spiritual world than they are of this physical one. They function in the realm of the supernatural because of the knowledge they have in the most natural way. And someone may ask, well, how can I obtain this kind of knowledge? Where does one go to in order to get and obtain and live by this kind of knowledge? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm about to tell you. Not every Christian possesses this kind of knowledge. Just because you're born again, you do not automatically possess this knowledge. There is a secret to it. And I'm going to give you the secret. Below what I'm going to be reading right now, some of the verses of scripture, are the instructions that our Heavenly Father gave to all of his sons and daughters, giving us the secret path to obtaining and living by the kind of knowledge we are speaking about. And now these are words that all of us in our own private time of study and meditation and prayer, we need to study carefully these words, word by word, sentence by sentence, meditate on what they say, pray over them, and allow the Spirit of God to impart this kind of knowledge to your heart and to your mind. The secret is found in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. And if you have your Bibles or your devices, you can read along with me from the New King James Version. These are powerful verses of Scripture. And they lead us to the kind of knowledge that we desperately need, especially during this time. Hear what it says. This is the Lord speaking to his sons and daughters. He says, my son or my daughter, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom, and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Then only, he says, you will understand the fear of the Lord. Now, the people in God's unshakable kingdom, people who are not shaken, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what goes on in the natural realm, are the people who receive the words of God and treasure his commandments. There's a difference. They don't just read the word. They treasure it. They consider the word of God far more valuable and precious than any earthly treasure. The psalmist said in Psalm 119 verse 97, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. 
And then again, Psalms 119, verse 127, the psalmist said, Therefore I love your commandments more than gold. Yes, fine gold. Do you see the psalmist's attitude towards the word of God, towards his commandments? He says, I love it. I treasure it more than fine gold. The type of people that I'm talking about are the type of people who spend their days thinking and meditating on God's commandments. They live by them. These are the ones whom Jesus said, listen carefully, Jesus spoke of such people. In John 14, verse 21, he says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now, here's the difference. I'm giving you meat this morning, not milk. So please bear with me, and I don't want you to choke on it. Here is the difference between someone who goes to church on Sundays, hears the words preached, and someone who meditates in the word day and night because he treasures the word of God and he cannot live without it. Now, these are special breed of believers. And not only that, but they incline. Proverbs says they incline the ears to the wisdom of God and apply the hearts to understanding his ways. They don't waste time inclining the ears to the devil's lies, nor do they give thought to his threats. They, they have, in a way, unplugged from this world's views or opinions and systems. They don't feed on man's words or man's lies or man's promises, but they continue to feed on God's word and his instructions. Paul described this type of people as dead to the world. Galatians 6.14, Paul said, through the cross of Christ, I am dead to the world and the world is dead to me. In other words, worldly opinions and ideas and philosophies had no effect on Paul. And people who have unplugged from the devil's lies, from the world's systems of manipulation and substitutes, the world has no influence over them. God has. He is the Lord of their lives. Now, they also have renewed their minds with the words of God to such an extent where they are able to discern between good and evil. They no longer partake of milk, but scripture says they partake of solid food because they have matured spiritually. Furthermore, they cry out to God for discernment. And they lift up their voice, scripture says, in prayer for spiritual understanding. So these are people with a consistent prayer life. They have established a regular, consistent prayer life in their lives. They don't just pray when they are in trouble. Lord, help me. They don't just pray when they seek. They don't just pray when they when they have an adversity. 
they never seem to get through praying because they are in constant communi communion or communication with the Lord, with the Father, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice how the scripture describes them. They cry out for discernment and they lift up their voice for understanding. Now, this tells me that the heart, not just their lips, but the heart is engaged in prayer. They are people of the heart and they reason from deep within their spirit. It's what the psalmist refers to deep calls unto deep. Psalm 42 verse 7. And finally, the scripture says they seek and they search for wisdom as they would seek for silver and for hidden treasure. And in their seeking, they find the fear of the Lord and the true knowledge of God. They are people who dig into the word. They search. They cry out to God. They hungry for the Lord's wisdom, for understanding, for discernment, for discretion. And so what I have just described to you is a type of a person who is devoted and who is sold out to God. This is not a part-time Christian. This is not a Sunday morning Christian only. But this is a believer who serves the Lord in an acceptable manner with reverence and godly fear. The knowledge these type of people receive from the word of God, it's because they are devoted to the word. And this kind of knowledge enables them to walk by faith. The kind of faith that is based on the revelation of the faithfulness of God and his ability to do what he has promised in his word. And this is what I hear in my spirit during this time of crisis of our lockdown. God is doing something unique and special in the hearts of his people. And I personally believe that the Lord behind the scenes is redirecting and realigning his church according to his will, to his plans and his purposes. You see, because we've taken our eyes off of the Lord, we lost our way. And I believe we were headed in the wrong direction. And that is why, even though God is not the author of this virus, neither has he commissioned it, he will certainly use it in order to redirect his church and bring us into a place where I believe we haven't been before. It's a place of righteous living. It's a place of holy living. It's a place of godly reverence and godly fear, because if there is one thing that is missing from our churches today, it is the reverential fear of the Lord. We don't fear the Lord. We, we, we say we love him, but there has to be an element of godly reverence and godly fear when it comes to the things of God. And so what I sense is that this crisis we're going through right now is going to reveal the heart of many. Those who, whose trust is truly in the Lord and those whose trust is somewhere else. 
Now, Jeremiah describes this very well in chapter 17, verses 5 through to 8. This is what he says. Blessed is the man or the woman who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the, in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. This is the type of people I believe that will thrive and excel in times of crisis and adversity such as this. And the secret is, is because they trust in the Lord. Their hope is in the Lord. Their resources, their provision, their protection, their direction and guidance comes from the Lord. And often, and we know this from the history of the Bible, if you study the Bible, you will see it takes a crisis such as this to reveal the true state of our hearts. And when God reveals the state of our hearts. In other words, if we're panicking, if we are anxious, if we are worried, if we go to bed at night and we can't sleep worrying about what's going to happen to me, will I have my job? Will I have my job? How will this end? And you're anxious and full of fear. That means your trust is somewhere else, not in what God has promised you, that he will take care of you, that he will protect you. Remember that our source of supply is not the earthly realm. It is the realm in God's glory. Paul said to the Philippians, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory realm. So your source, my source of supply is not your job. It's not your employer. It is the glory realm in Christ Jesus. And if you've been faithful in your giving and applying the principles of God in your life, then you have nothing to fear because you are connected to the provision of the glory realm in the heavenly places. And remember, the kingdom of God has never known recession, lack or poverty. It's doing very well. Now, when the revelation comes, and we see the state of our hearts, we need to act on it. We need to take the appropriate steps to rectify the situation. And that's very important. And I believe that for us during this lockdown, it's a season of self-examination, a season of prayer and repentance. And this season, according to what the scripture says, will lead us into a period of true discernment, as Paul described in his epistle to the Corinthians. And I'm going to hand over to Michael, who is going to lead us in communion right now by reading the verses that are recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 on to 32. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.